So, in this episode, I'm talking with my cousin, Jesse Picken, who lives out in Alberta, but was originally from Ontario. He's adopted the Western culture and embraces it, an advocate hunter, and some with some great opinions. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Thank my uh, sponsors uh, for this one. And that's it. I got no more sponsors. <laughs> yeah, no more sponsors. Those are the ones. <laughs> no, All actually, right. Well, thanks for having me on. Yeah, no, I got some uh, people that were contacted me that want to be product promoters. So, well, there you go. If I get any gun ones, I'll send them your way. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> okay. Ciao. Thanks. Hello. Hello. How are you? Oh, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> What's going on? Not too much. Uh, so, uh, how was your? Uh, who am I speaking with here? <laughs> speaking with Jesse. Jesse, Mister J, how are you? <laughs> good, good. How's the East Coast? Oh, uh, wonderful uh, weather out here. Uh, very breezy here. We're uh, just right now in the midst of a municipal election out here. Yeah. Not as a uh, not as you know as uh, entertaining as the the ones in the states. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely entertaining. You're I don't know. If, I don't know if Biden's going to make it to the election. Do you have a, a preference? Uh, would you care to share? Uh, I don't really have a preference, but uh, I think Joe Biden is a little old. Yeah. Um, I think are you, he, uh, are you an old, old uh, racist? I'm not a racist, but an oldest? <laughs> and I'm an oldest. I wouldn't say a racist, but I'm definitely an oldest. I hate everybody equally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> if you're the thing is, <clears throat> when it comes to being racist or it comes to being uh, prejudiced anyway, like Asian. I think it's all just it's, it's garbage. Asian. Yeah. yeah, like it. Not, it doesn't make sense, right? No, I agree. We're all humans, right? Everybody's a human, and yeah. at the end of the day, if someone's going to be racist, it's that's it, stupid, absolutely stupid. Yeah. Yep. But if the guy's no. being a douchebag, then yeah, yeah of course she's going to get yelled at. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what color, religion, race, whatever. If you're yeah. being a douche. You're getting yelled at, hundred percent. Well, exactly. If you're taking the ice cream from a baby and you know the, making the baby cry, then you're just a, you know, a, a douche, uh, no matter what who you are, right? Well, exactly. So, are you saying? Are you trying to say something that Joe Biden is a douche? <laughs> I'm saying that <laughs> Trump and Joe Biden are douches. <laughs> I don't think either one of them have a clue what they're going to do or where it's going to go. Um, I don't think Trump should be in office. I think he's. Uh, I don't think he's fit for an office. Yeah. Or, or fit for politics, right? Um, that's a, that's a good way to put it because because he seems to be a good businessman in every other sense, and that's and that's great. But when it comes to um, he's good at he's putting good policies at getting, together, he's good at getting not paying any taxes. <laughs> Yeah, I heard he's been avoiding the tax man for a few years, eh? 
<laughs> made a billion dollars with no tax. Yeah, well, that's how you make your money is go bankrupt four times and take all the money out of the company, right? Yeah, but I guess that question is, is that good for a country? Well, and that's where I would have to disagree. I don't think it's good for a country. I mean, if you want to, if you want to start a business, who would you talk to? Probably Trump or Bill Gates. Yeah. If you want to be a millionaire, sure. <laughs> yeah. But if you want to get into politics and you want to get into office and stuff, I I don't think they. I I don't even know how he got in in the first place. His policies don't make sense um, to me. Um, yeah. <laughs> He's fighting a lost war at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there are people that are going to be from the South and all oh, the South will rise again and all that crap too, right? But, but well, I mean, yeah, they're I the Trump supporters. Too. They're the ones that are saying, oh, we have our rights and the amendments. And I, I get it. I get where they're coming from. But Do you feel it's like the uh, the rich versus the poor? Um, kind of fight? Or is it more of a rural versus urban fight? I think it's more of a rural versus urban. Now, the reason why I say that is because it's not mm-hmm. the rich versus poor because you have rich you have rich and poor people in the same neighborhoods. Yeah. Right? Like, so true. When it comes to the rich, like you take Alberta for like, I'm from Alberta. So you take Alberta yeah. for instance, so right? Like everyone thinks every, and everyone from Alberta is rich <laughs> from East coast view. Yeah, no, it's and that's the thing. Like, I'm not rich. I live in a freaking trailer. Yeah, yeah. I live in a trailer. I drive a mediocre vehicle, a mediocre truck. My wife drives a van, a mediocre van. We yeah. don't. We're not built on a gold mine here. Like, yeah. we pay our bills just like everybody else, right? And we have friends that are in the same neighborhood as us, just up the street, and they live in a million dollar house. True. And true. They are. They have nothing to do with oil and gas. They have everything to do with real estate, um, financial advising and stuff like that. And they're in the same city, not two blocks away. And they have nothing to do with oil. That's true. So I don't think it's a rich rich versus poor. I think it's more of a, a, like you were saying, an urban. Urban versus rural kind of lifestyle. Yeah, I think that's, that's what it's like. Yeah, because so. the environment the environment does play a role in people's, you know, like just for example, if you live in out in the country, it would be, you know, maybe wise to have a gun in case there's some bears or something around. Well, I live in the but city it, and I have nine guns. So. You, have, you have nine guns? I have nine. I have nine guns. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you have a problem? <laughs> no, I, I hunt. <laughs> no, no, of course. You're a but, hunter, aren't you? Uh, yeah, actually, I am. I, I we hunt every year. My wife hunts. Um, my yeah. kids all have 22 um, rifles. Do you we, teach them how to hunt? Or? Yeah, we teach them how to hunt. We teach them how to fish. We teach them teach them all that stuff. I mean, we're not nice. by any means. We're not. Uh, part of like an indigenous community or anything out here, but we do enjoy hunting and we want the kids to understand what the full process is. Yeah. A lot of people are against hunting. And I mean, I think if you do it uh, ethically and responsibly, I don't think there's a problem with it at all. No, I, 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 uh, often, uh, like every, every year 
when I was back in Ontario, I would always get like a quarter of a beef from a guy I worked with. He had a, he lived a little outside of the city and he had a hobby farm and, you know, on the fall, the apples would go and he'd feed his cattle apples and, and the meat was so sweet and tasty. And it, to me, it was the closest thing of kind of hunting. I know there's probably no comparison, but the idea that these animals were just out being with nature and eating what they intended and, and then yeah, you shoot and, them and you have food though. Well, and that's, that's the way it works. Right. And that's the cycle of life. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're part of a farm, if you're part of a, a community, like an urban community, it, it doesn't matter where you come from. Mm-hmm. There's a cycle of life. It's either grown or raised and either harvested or killed and yeah. it goes through a process and it ends up in grocery stores. Everything so is like that. Whether it be something that you've harvested yourself as in like a deer or an elk or moose or whatever um, or yeah. if it's something that is in the grocery stores that's been harvested um, it, more industrial like yeah. it, where there's a truckload of them going in yeah. but I mean, maybe not so good for the cows, but you never know. Well, and that's the other, that's they do it ethically. Well, that's the that's the flip side of things, right? Like it it is done on a mass production, but it is done ethically as well. And there's there's regulations in place that, I mean, the cows have to be uh, fed a certain way to be called a certain meat, and they have to be like. There's all kinds of regulations when it comes to that, and I mean, you, I'm sure you know that from the farming and stuff like that when you were in Ontario. For the safety of the general public, you know. Well, it's the safety of the general public, even when it comes to the dairy farms, right? So, so true, right? They yeah, have all the same all regulations. They're just selling different. They're selling a different piece of it, right? They're selling the milk, where these guys are selling the cattle. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Now, are you worried at all when hunting wild animals that they might have these prions or, or anything like that? Or, um, not overly worried about it. We do, um, we do do inspections on the meat as we're basically taking the hide off. Um, there's very there's very subtle things to look for, and um, if their skin is bubbling. Right, mm-hmm. and I, it sounds horrible, but it's more yeah. or less not bubbling. But it looks like a, a pimple on the meat. Okay, right. and if they have a ton of those dots, um, it's a parasite. Right, and the meat could at that point be um, maybe contaminated, or it could be contaminated and, and not fit for human consumption. Consumption, right? Um, yeah. They are worried about parasites when it comes to that stuff. I haven't but, come across anything like that um mm-hmm. i've i've seen it like i've i have seen the pictures and i've yeah. seen the reports on it and you know the areas that i hunt in there hasn't been any cases like that right so i, I know uh we went out here in the east coast fishing in the ocean and we caught some cod and now the, the cod i thought it was great but uh you know it had some worms in it so I said, ah, oh, it must be no good to throw it out. But then there was a local person that said, oh, no, you just do this and this and you get rid of the worms and then you can still eat it. Yeah. So who knows what's... Uh, and know, certain, with, certain, um, with certain things out here, like 
we have a problem with uh, ticks um, eating oh, yeah. eating the flesh of like the moose and or mainly horses uh, and moose out here. The deers mm-hmm. uh, sometimes, sometimes the deer, you, you get some ticks, but not bad. But you it can create an infection. Um, so that's what you have to be careful too. Is if you're harvesting something as big as a moose, oh, and it yeah. has a and it has a ton of ticks on it. You could be shooting something that is not going to be consumed by a human, which I don't know that's if that's I don't know if that's ethical or not because you're putting it out of its misery because it's literally having its flesh eaten by ticks. Eaten alive, yes, yeah. It's being eaten alive, so you're putting it out of its misery. But at the same time, you're not going to be eating it. So why are you shooting it? Yeah. Right, like I'm I'm on the fence about those. Like I've I've seen moose where they've half of its half its leg and half its body has been completely bared off by ticks. Yeah. And I mean, usually what ends up happening is you find them dead. The right? Oh yeah, exactly. You know, like there's better, I think for the moose. Yeah. It's better. Yeah. I, I would, I would say it's probably better to put them down, but again, that's not my call. So. Yeah. I tend to, I tend to leave those alone and walk away. <laughs> Pass on those when you Let see those nature in take its life. course. <laughs> yeah, you see, I I want to get into hunting, but there's so much stuff like this that you just shared that I don't know. Like I would have just shot the moose and been like, I don't know if it has parasites. <laughs> Let's just eat it and find out. Yeah, there's <laughs> if you get the shits, then <laughs> and that's the thing. There's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of, to hunting that I, when I came out here, I didn't even know. Right. Yeah. And um, I mean, obviously who I lived with, my stepfather, he hunted and he shared a lot of stories and a lot of different things to do and how to do things and what to shoot, what yeah. not to shoot. Um, yeah. But coming out here was a totally different ball game because you're in a new area. The deer look different. They're, they act different. Yeah. There's different seasons. It's not damp. Like there's so many things, even now, I've hunted now for, oh God, I want to say almost 10 years now. And uh, I still don't know it all. Oh yeah, (laughs) I'm not even close. I have to ask you a question though. What's up with whatever hunters, I see them, you know, they have their hunting season and they always post a picture of, of them with the dead deer. What's up with that? Hey man, that's their trophy. They got to take that home. (laughs) <laughs> it's like taking a, it's like walking into a hunter's house and you see the antlers on the wall <laughs> yeah you're very true i got I the antlers on the wall too <laughs> i only got one I pair but i got a set <laughs> i would love to have a, a set of those antlers on the wall yeah i got one uh i've got one set on the wall um i shot a 10 point buck and uh, wow. yeah, it was it was a really good year. I have a picture somewhere on my Facebook as well. So you're you're in a sense you're honoring the animal by posting it on the Facebook. Yeah, you're showcasing it, saying like, "Hey, I harvested this. It's going to feed our family." Like I, I I take pride in it, right? Oh yeah. So is it more about the deer or more about the hunter that I I got this guy? More about the hunter. <laughs> the hunter yeah, no, I see that. I see that. So. It's more about the hunter to be like, hey, look what I got. What do you got? <laughs> so true, so true. I it's an ego. I recently got a, a cuckoo clock. And, yep. and I'm like, 
I just love that this bird comes out of this cuckoo clock. I don't even know why. <laughs> just don't shoot that bird because that bird you can't eat, and I'm pretty sure no. your clock would die. <laughs> I guess there's some things about uh, about trophies. So I guess uh, you know, coming full circle, that's probably maybe why Trump is is doing this just for the the trophy to say that he was the president. You think? Um, I think that's a big part of it. Yeah, because he doesn't seem like he's that intelligent when it comes to certain things and, and the way he carries himself. Um, yeah, I feel but like they the, should script him old... more. <laughs> yeah, isn't the old case of though you shouldn't judge a book by its cover? Or well, because he yes. can be a smart guy, but he just might not be able to talk very well. Well, here's the thing: there's a lot of people that are extremely smart. Um, but at certain things and other things are just not good at it. Right. That's true. That's very true. I I take photography, um, as one of my things where I'm really good at that, but there's still a ton that I need to know. And the other guy beside me, well, he's really good at whatever he does. Uh, woodwork. He can, he can build, he can build a shelf that's straighter laser cut like whatever i couldn't yeah. build a shelf to save my life i can't do that yeah but i mean i can take a picture of it <laughs> i know <laughs> i know the electronics yeah. of the camera <laughs> yeah there, there you go yeah so i, I mean that's it, probably he's what... he's probably at the point where he is a really smart guy and i'm not going to say he's not because i mean how do you get that far in life without having some kind of intelligence yeah um yeah. Like he is a wealthy man. Um, he's yeah. he is good at what he does, but this is not something that he's good. I don't think. I think that his his mindset and his openness is good for some people, but a lot of people need to be like, whoa, whoa, you need to censor it back. Like we have children yeah. listening to this, right? Yeah, so true. And he says certain things that I think are, are just absolutely oh yeah yeah so true but what do you think about uh what do you think about our government right now well right now uh, uh, i'm just kind of you know thinking about a lot of things because we have the municipal elections out here and i've come to realize i've been here for about three years now and i don't really know anything about this place (laughs) (laughs) and so these people are running and they had them on the radio, local, the local like news talk radio here. Yeah. And they all say the same thing. Oh, we're going to vote for me because I'm, I'm good. And I want, basically they're saying they just want a job, vote for me. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know how to vote because you would like, you, like, ideally I would vote for someone that would be, have the same, you know, kind of ideas on how I w- would want to improve the neighborhood. Right. Yeah, you'd want them. You'd you'd want to be on the same page with them, and you'd also, I'm I'm assuming you'd want them to be ethical about what they're doing too, right? Yeah, like uh, we live near the there's a big yacht club, right? And and there's so much traffic that goes by our house, and I would like it to put some slow down signs or even you know those big speed bumps they have for cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the kids, are not even our kids, but all the neighborhood kids are out there and biking and cars run around the corner. 
And you know that just some idiot's just going to be, fuck, I got to get to my yacht. <laughs> oh, I ran over a kid. <laughs> what the hell, jerk off? So I would vote, like, I would vote for someone that would want to, you know, do those things in the neighborhood. But I don't really know anything about these people. So, Yeah, well, and that's, but, and it, you have to translate it too, because you're, you're in a place where, you've only been there for three years and there's probably people that have been there for 30 years, right? Oh yeah. 20, 30 years. Yeah. So, I mean, you gotta be, you gotta like, if you're part of any councils or if you're part of anything to, uh, to and improve you know it, like their kind of ideology is don't let your kids play on the street. Idiot. <laughs> yeah, well, which is understandable, yeah. but I mean, 30 years ago, where'd the kids play on the streets and in the parks? Well, exactly. Right. And of course, they didn't have the traffic that they had then, and people were maybe more cautious or kind of aware. Kids might have been on the street, so it's uh, yeah, it's interesting because the East Coasters are very friendly people. But I find just in general, some of them, not all of them, but some of them are a bit ignorant. You know, just to the fact like, oh, all our people from Alberta are rich. We hate people from Alberta because they're all rich. <laughs> you know, I was like, the thing okay, if you looked at YouTube lately, do you know what <laughs> the thing the thing that drives me crazy about people from the east, and I don't mean all people from the east, I just mean the ones yeah. that speak out about this specific subject. Um yeah. when they start talking about the pipelines. Yes. Now what drives me crazy is the pipelines that don't run to Quebec and don't run to the East Coast and don't run to BC and Victoria Island and Vancouver and all that. Yeah. The amount of money that can be made by not selling our oil through the States, we lose I think I have a, I have a lot of friends that are in oil field. It is Alberta. There is a lot of jobs in oil field, um, yeah, yeah. and I think we lose three dollars a barrel on every barrel that we sell to the state, which is all of our oil. Um, yeah. Wow. So the amount, like the billions and billions of dollars that we lose by not having a pipeline through, mm-hmm. and the other thing that drives me crazy is that they don't want our pipelines, but they want their propane. Yes. Ontario yes. runs on propane. Yes. Yeah. Now, what, what is a byproduct of crude oil? Propane. And it's refined and made into propane, which is a, a, a byproduct of oil, which people don't think about home. Yeah, they don't think yeah. about that, right? And they don't... How do you heat your home? How do you heat your home? Well, propane. Why don't you have a pipeline that runs to Ontario so we can yeah. pump the propane to you? It yeah. creates jobs because you have to now run pipelines through Ontario, through Quebec, through the Maritimes. Like, would I'm kind of a bit naive, but would any of the gas they would they lose any if any of it leaked? So they have battery stations. Okay. Yeah. Um. So what would happen is they would build a pipeline. And there would be these battery stations that bring the fluid or gases or oil or propane, whatever, into the battery station. Okay, right, right. 
And then it would either be pressurized at that point and then sent back out or um, wh- however it works. Like it's, these are big stations, right? Which would house yeah. thousands and thousands of people to run it, right? Yeah. These are massive battery stations that could run on the northern side of the provinces. In yeah. between each battery station, if something was to happen with the pipeline um, and there was a leak or there was something, which... I would say 99% chance of that happening are slim because every piece of pipe that is welded is x-rays tested, pressure tested before it's buried into the ground. Now these pipes are also meant to last hundreds of years before they need to be replaced. Yes. So if there are jobs in the future, (laughs) what's that? Create jobs in the future. Yeah, like it creates jobs. It's it's a pipeline is a huge, huge ordeal. But again, like you said, it creates jobs forever because yeah. you're always going to have that pipeline. It's either going to need maintenance. The battery stations are going to need men to run them. Yeah. Um, every province is going to have multiple batteries to do that. Yeah. Right. You're you're creating these massive stations that that could run the product across Canada make yeah. Canada money because we're in a huge deficit now anyway. Yeah. But it would make the it would make all the provinces and the entire country money and it would get the propane out east that they need because if something happens out here and a refinery goes down, the mm-hmm. propane stops. Well, that's and, scary. I mean, look what happened. I think it was la- was it last year or this year. I'm not too sure when, but there was a propane shortage. Doesn't it and, seem kind of, uh, Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, doesn't it seem kind of ironic that people, uh, we live in Canada, it's really cold, and people get all their, most of their heating by pipeline, like uh, 3 million people or whatever in Toronto are, are, are getting the uh, heat in their homes and then protesting against a pipeline? How the hell are you going to heat your home? Well, and that's that's what I don't get. I'm like, I'm I'm sitting out here in in Alberta, looking yeah. at looking east and going, "What are you thinking? Why yeah. are you pro? Like, why are you like there was there was that big protest where they're trying to stop the CN Rail, and they're trying to stop yeah. all the stuff going into Ontario and Quebec, and I'm like. These guys need heat. It is the dead of winter, or it's not the dead of winter, but it's cold. Yes. And I'm like, you have people that are going to freeze to death if, if you don't smarten up. And they just yeah. keep protesting it like, oh, we don't need your dirty oil. And I'm like, it's not our dirty oil. It's refined seven times, and now it's propane, and you need it to heat your house. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think people don't they connect the fact that the you know the basic need you need food shelter and when it's cold out you need the heat (laughs) yeah well and that's that's part of it right like they just it's a basic need that they just don't they're not grasping where it comes from yeah so and that's that's why i think honestly i'm a firm believer in the pipeline um to run all the way across canada because it creates jobs, it, and I am a very I am pro oil field because that's where our that's where Canadians' economy is. Yeah, and if oil goes down, everything starts to go down. That's true. And I think people are thinking like oil. Oh, that's 
must be somehow related to cars or, or something like that, but they're not making the connection that, that how we're going to heat all our homes with solar panels or, or, well, you could, or they're thinking that this is used again, used in plants to create electricity. It's used. It's one of our primary uh, things we use is oil and gas. And that's, yeah. Oil and gas is, is, everything it is really everything and everybody says well we'll go green we'll go green you can go green as much as you want a lithium battery have you ever seen uh, pictures of a lithium mine no no i i'll i'll see if i can find i've found some before on google i'll send you a picture of a lithium mine the amount the amount of destruction that happens to the earth through a lithium mine is unreal and you can't you can't just fill in the mine and walk away from it because it now has poisonous gases that are going to be leaking up through the ground wow um oil is not even close to that so um there's so many pipelines that go through canada that excuse me there's so many pipelines that go through canada that are just basically a strip of grass when they're done. Yeah. No one knows. And nobody even knows they're there. There's signs there saying, Hey, you're on a pipeline. So you don't light any massive fires. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no camping here. <laughs> yeah. No camping here. Right. Like just don't, don't be an idiot here. But yeah. um, what's the destruction that happens to the earth. It gets reclaimed. There's grass that grows there. Farmers farm over top of the pipelines. They yeah. still grow their crops over top of the pipeline. The pipeline's buried nice and deep. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's the way it works. And yeah. when people look at lithium mines, a Tesla still has rubber tires. It still needs oil. Yeah, yeah. Like I don't. That's why the protesters, when it comes to oil, when they when they really start protesting hard. That drives me crazy because I'm like the Sharpie that you use to make the sign that's built on paper. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you oh, not it. only, yeah, like the truck that hauls the paper, the, the wood out of the bush, which is yeah. oil and diesel and rubber tires, and yeah. metal chains and all this stuff. That is, is making your cardboard that you're protesting with. <laughs> The Sharpie that you use to write your big name is an oil-based uh, ink, which, yeah, product. <laughs> which a product of oil. Like, and these guys protest it like, oh, we don't need your oil. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, You're using all these products made of oil. That's a good point. I never thought about it like that. Yeah. And then they get into their big Chevy truck and they drive off and it's like, what? <laughs> oh, so uh, no. I guess, are you going to sign up then for a Tesla? No, probably not. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll continue to drive my 97 Chev diesel. <laughs> oh, very nice diesel. <laughs> Lots of power. So, but do you think it yeah. would be a good idea though, just for cars, not to use gas, like to go with the batteries or. Well, again, you're, you're now importing, you're, you're importing the batteries, like you're importing the lithium, right? Yeah. Where, wherever they're manufactured, the batteries are actually put together and the water's put in. I, I don't, 
actually know where the factories are that make the batteries. I just know that you have to have the raw lithium to start it. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense, yeah. Um, so now you're importing a product. Um, yes, the batteries might last a long time, way more than, than oil. It might be more efficient in the long run. No carbon dioxide going in the air. Yeah, but, well, okay, so let's look at carbon dioxide. Trees need carbon dioxide to grow. Good point. <laughs> Grass needs carbon dioxide to grow. Yes. Yes, it's a greenhouse gas, but if you if you look up uh, places on Earth where there's a lot of carbon dioxide <laughs> and a good water source, it's a jungle. It's a flipping jungle. There's leaves the size of my body because of <laughs> how much it, it absorbs yeah. and it grows even stronger, right? It's a symbiotic uh, relationship. It is. And I mean, I know some people will argue that fact and say that I'm stupid and you're wrong. And I, I get it. I, I hear it all the time, but yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> when you look at the science behind it, it's the freaking truth. The truth <laughs> is the truth. That's true. You can't argue it with facts. So. But I guess yeah. the, the argu- argument would be that, yeah, I don't know, because cars, there's just we keep producing more and more and more and more and more. And then we just never, never seem to be satisfied with, I think it's just a human condition that we, even like with phones, we just, I was just going to say cell phones, <laughs> keep producing more and more and more. And so it's, it's not just cars, it's phones, it's uh, fridges, it's, uh, you know, headphones, it's, well, I mean, I probably like have 40 pairs of headphones in my house. Yeah, it doesn't seem and like we're really good stewards for the earth. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's, you know, like I, if you had uh, like a, a dog or something living like that, <laughs> like it just kept using all your stuff all the time. <laughs> you probably wouldn't have that dog very long. <laughs> no, the earth is going to get pissed off and uh, create a pandemic for us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, and... and it all comes to even the the environmentalists that that claim that global warming is this huge problem and it's this rapid rate and everything else. Yeah, the earth the earth has been warming since the ice age. True, true. The ice is almost gone, so the earth is going to warm faster. Yeah, because it doesn't have to keep it cold. So mm-hmm. when they start looking at it, they look at this research and they say, oh, the oceans are going to rise by 10 feet and this. Well, of course, the ice is melting. It's yeah. been melting for a million years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and as the ice melts and there is no more ice, the earth will gradually get warmer and warmer and warmer and warmer. So true. Uh, it's the, there's the, like two sides to the argument. The one side is the geological argument that of, of course the earth itself is moving and shifting getting closer or further away from the sun years and years and that affects the climate drastically oh absolutely more, more than us but then of course there's the argument that of course we we do affect climate but to what degree do we actually affect the climate because it's like anything if you see a glass and you knock it over, you were affecting that glass and that water to spill and all those microbes then to go down the drain into the universe of the uh, sewer system, right? 
Yeah. So we are affecting the earth, but how much? What degree? And what is it really going to make a difference in scale to the geological effect of the earth, you know, of these natural things where the earth shifts and uh, California falls into the ocean and, you know. You know what I, I heard I heard an argument the other night about it and uh, I think it's Denmark is it Denmark that has all the all the the levees and locks and and yes. dikes and I everything around it yeah so Denmark <laughs> the guy said are Americans that stupid to not even worry about putting it up until it floods instead of being like Denmark and saying, hey, the ocean's going to rise. We should probably put these dikes in and uh, block some of the water. (laughs) So true, (laughs) yeah. Denmark did it right. (laughs) Oh, geez. Yeah, it it makes you wonder, but uh, I think we've we've solved all the world's problems here tonight. (laughs) Yeah, we definitely have. Well, we'll solve some more in the next one. Yeah, so true. But uh, going back to uh, the politics again, I, I think NDP is the way to go. You think NDP? Yeah, NDP. <laughs> I um, I think that NDP is so far in bed with liberals that I don't know if it would matter if you voted NDP or liberal. I just think give them a chance. Like it's always liberals and conservatives. Why not go for another team? Like go for the NDP. <laughs> Well, when we when we had the NDP um, as our provincial government, right. um, like they were they were our leaders. Um, anything that the liberals wanted, the NDP did. Right, and that's where I kind of I was like, you know what, NDP, I used to I used to not think you were that bad, and now <laughs> now you're they're the worst. Now they're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who's running for Green Party? I'm just gonna vote for them. <laughs> Who would you vote for, Green Party? No, I would probably <laughs> vote Conservative out here. Yes, yeah. It just, seems just most of the West is the Conservative, where they get a lot of votes out there. Yeah, the West is definitely Conservative. The East is definitely Liberal. Um, yeah. But I think, like I said, I think the NDP is is so far in bed with the Liberals. I think it's hard to. Uh, it's hard that if you'd vote either one, I think that it would be um, just as bad. Yeah, very true. Very true. I mean, the liberals did one thing right. They legalized marijuana. Yeah, true. We got a lot, lot less angry people in the world. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's, what, uh, that's what did them. They said, oh, yeah, they got all the vote from the marijuana people. Yeah, that's that's what they did. <laughs> yeah, it makes you wonder if maybe there should be more like a uh, instead of voting for one party or like it seems like in the states case where you vote for Trump, Trump is the dictator. That there should be more like a coalition of of more like a United Nations style government. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, on that, like, I, I actually I like the way the states do the voting and I, I like the fact yeah. that Trump is the one and he I mean there are obviously there's a lot of people him that also make the decisions. It's not yeah. solely him, but I like no I it's I just the like policy. the idea of the way they do that. Yeah. The electoral system do you like or yeah or just yeah. that anyone anyone that was born in the States can be president. I, I like that I like that more. 
I mean, I like the fact that you can run if you're likable, if you can handle it. I like that you can run and do it. Um, obviously, you're going to have, have the money to do the. You're going to have to have the money to do the um, um, campaigning and stuff too, right? But yeah, more like a popularity contest. Well, it it really is though. Um, yeah. But I like that when you vote, your numbers count towards that person and not towards a party, because you right. could have you could have Trudeau in office um, yes. as as the liberal and that that's the main like that's that's your your main government is liberals and all that and Trudeau right. is a liberal and he's your prime minister, but then you can turn around and have NDP running your city, right, right. Right, or you could have like, but that, it's very conservative happening. out here. So you could have conservatives that run your province, which is exactly what we're happening happening right now. Is we have yeah. conservatives in office in, in Alberta, but it's liberal in the country kind of thing. Like, and that's that's what happens in the states uh, based on like there's Democratic states and Republican states. Oh, so it does happen there too, then. Yeah, it's the same same kind of system where, like, California is all Democratic, and of course, like, I don't know, maybe Texans are all Republicans. Yeah, <laughs> they would be. <laughs> it seems like they're, yeah, gunslinging, shooting Texans. Uh, <laughs> you ever been to uh, Texas? No, but I'd like to go. <laughs> it's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, you were there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I drive. I'm a truck driver too, right? So. Yeah. Um, I've driven around, around the States. I've driven, um, oh yeah, I've, I've, oh, um, sorry. My son was talking to me. <laughs> oh, that's all right. I think I'm going to, we're going to have to maybe uh, end the podcast here for tonight, but we'll, uh, have to get you back on another time. Absolutely. That sounds like a plan to me. Okay, I think this one's going to be a popular one. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> oh, uh, send me the link to your photography page, and I'll put it in the uh, whatever they call that at the bottom of the podcast. The description, yeah. Just put in um, at Pick and Photography on Instagram, or yeah. uh, at or, or it's Pick and Photography on uh, on Facebook as well. Now, sweet. Now you'll be able to uh, check out this uh, podcast uh, live on Spotify. Uh, that'll be tomorrow, Friday evening. Check it out, Bill Kwan Experience. Uh, I'd like to thank.